G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Sometimes we get the feeling that we don't belong in this place anymore. It's true of our job, where we live, and the church that you might be attending. What church should you belong to? Answer, the one that God wants you in. But how do you figure out where he wants you? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to A Different Perspective as we take a look at what church you should perhaps belong to. One of the biggest questions for any Christian to answer for themselves is which church should I belong to? These days there are so many choices and on the surface some appear incredibly contemporary and attractive. Of course some of the people listening to the program today don't have a choice. Some live in countries where Christians are persecuted. They meet together in in clandestine groups in this person's home today and tomorrow in that person's home. Others live in places where they can worship freely but well there aren't that many churches. Or the other churches that are available are so far away and they don't have a means of transport to get themselves there. But for many, many people these days, they have a plethora of churches to choose from. Different denominations, different styles, different tempos, different theologies, different sizes, different models. It goes on. And so this question, which church should I belong to, is an incredibly relevant one. How do you make the choice? So over these last few weeks, we've looked at a bunch of different factors for each one of us to think through about how we assess and evaluate a church. The Lordship of Christ, leadership that empowers people, ministry based on people's gifts, people with a passionate spirituality, not a bureaucracy but effective streamlined structures, inspiring worship services, a genuine sense of community, evangelism that's needs based, and loving relationships. They're what we've looked at over the last couple of weeks. But choosing a church is much more than evaluating the options and picking the best one. There's there's something else. Psalm 92, verses 12 and 13. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. Beautiful psalm, Psalm 192, and it's definitely worth reading. But those two verses in particular really touch me. They speak of God taking his people, the righteous, and seeing them flourish. Flourish is a word of such abundance, isn't it? You don't see a plant only just flourishing. A plant that's only just hanging in there isn't one that's said to be flourishing. It's the strong, healthy, green, growing plant, the one that's thriving, the one that's being all that it can be, bearing stunning, rich fruit in season. That's the one that we say is flourishing. And that's the picture God's giving us of what he wants for us when we're planted in his house, the house of the Lord, the thing we call these days church. And whilst I think that all the things that we've talked about these last couple of weeks things that we should really be looking for in a church, whilst I think all of those are incredibly important, the danger is that if we focus just on those things, the danger is that we approach church like a bunch of consumers. All that matters is 
What's in it for me? What, what can I get out of this church as compared to that one? Do you understand what I'm saying? You and I, we can approach God's community with a selfish, what's in it for me attitude alone. If we do that, we'll never be satisfied. There are so many more things that we could have talked about in evaluating a church. I haven't begun to talk about what sort of teaching and preaching of God's word is truly life-changing and what's not. What style of worship service or model of church is going to work better for this person or that person? Or, you see, the list of criteria goes on and on and on. And from a human perspective, you and I are prone to look at a church purely in terms of how it suits us, what's in it for us. This church, well, this church here is a bit dead, you know, isn't much of a sense community, there aren't many loving relationships. Man, that guy who gets up on Sunday and preaches, it just bores your socks off. Nah, couldn't possibly flourish in that house. But what if God wants to bring you into that church or me into that church because he's up to something new? What What if God wants to bring us into that church to be part of the solutions to the problems that he sees and some of which that we can see too. What if God has a plan in that place that no man or no woman yet knows about to do a new work, to reach some different people, to to heal some hurts, to confront some evil, to do whatever it is that he plans to do there and he's calling us, you and me, to walk into that battle with him and for him? (laughs) Then what? Just after I became a Christian, I became part of a wonderful little church and I joined a home fellowship group. Now, those in the group were studying the book of Hosea at the time I joined them, one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament. Here's the thing about Hosea. God calls him to marry a prostitute who's had children by other men. And then when she's unfaithful to him, God calls him to take her back. Now, I can't imagine the pain that God's call placed on Hosea's life. Can't begin to imagine. And you know something? I have to wonder, what was God thinking? I'm sure that went through Hosea's mind on more than one occasion. But this relationship, this marriage, was a symbol of Israel's unfaithfulness to God. And God used it in the prophet's life to help him to speak with conviction to Israel about their unfaithfulness to God. God had a plan and a purpose for his glory and for his people that went way beyond Hosea's comfort and needs. He called this man, Hosea, to suffer, to suffer real and terrible pain, the excruciating pain of an unfaithful wife. Not only unfaithful, a prostitute, all for God's glory. In other words, it's not always about you and me. It's not always about our comfort, our needs being met. Sometimes God will call us into a place that just doesn't make sense. Now, I've persevered in churches somewhere perhaps I should have left earlier. There was one church that I was part of where attitudes towards sexual immorality amongst the church leadership were wrong. There were people in key ministry positions, not married but living together. You might call me old-fashioned. But that's one of the things, one of the very few things actually, that God says, don't do this. And you know something? Whilst that was going on in the ministry team, whilst it was being tolerated by the leadership, there was no way God was going to bless that church. There was no way that it's going to honour and glorify God and go forward powerfully. Eventually, even though my heart was to stay in that church and make a difference, eventually I left. And there have been times in my life where I've been in church wilderness, not knowing precisely where God wants me. 
I truly believe that God wants our needs met. That's one part of flourishing in the house of the Lord. But the flip side of that coin, the side that's about taking up our cross and following Jesus, well, that involves sacrifice. And the one thing I've discovered in my Christian walk is that in order for me to flourish, I need pruning. We can't flourish without sacrifice. So whilst all those things we've talked about are incredibly important in evaluating what's going on in a church, the number one reason for me to belong to one particular church rather than all the others I have to choose from is this. I want to be where God wants me to be, no matter what the cost. A tree doesn't plant itself. It's planted. And the one who plants is God. And if he plants you over there in that corner of his house and me over here in another corner of his house, let that be God's sovereign choice. And we need to honour that because we love him and we want his name to be glorified. It won't always make sense. It may never make sense. I mean, did it ever make sense to Hosea? I don't know. But once God tells us where, once we know deep in our hearts where he wants us, you know something? That's where we belong. Even though church has changed a lot recently, the fact that fewer and fewer people are choosing to be part of a church is nothing new. And even many of those who still attend are feeling less and less connected. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our special edition book, How to Choose the Right Church. God's Word is alive and active, so I'm praying that through this book, God will help you make sure that you find yourself in the right church. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your book straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that it'll be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time Monday, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.